Today we chat with Kim DeRuby, who is currently an assistant marketing professor at KUKA College. Her recent transition to teaching full-time comes after a rewarding career as a marketing practitioner with rich experience throughout the industry. She credits this journey to her love for learning and her desire never to be too comfortable. In her classroom, she connects students with mentors in the industry and has seen firsthand how these opportunities are not only helping students learn from practitioners and build their networks, but also how beneficial the relationships are for the mentors. Listen to learn what WIFM is and how you can apply it to your learning. And please enjoy this episode with Kim. Welcome to the Ad Undergrad Podcast. I'm Katie Moy, along with my co-host, Julian Lewis. Wait, stop the music. Katie, do you mind calling me Professor Lewis? But Julian, you're an adjunct professor. All right, fair enough. As practitioners of marketing and advertising, Katie and I wanted to give back to you, undergrads, recent grads, and those early in your careers looking to switch industries. In each episode, we'll highlight the career paths of practitioners and provide you with actionable knowledge to apply early in your journeys. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Ad Undergrad Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, another homie from the Ad Week Mentorship Program, Ms. Kim DeRuby. Welcome to the podcast, Kim. Thank you, Julian. Thank you, Katie. It's such a pleasure to be here. So you and I connected based off of our love for giving back and helping to educate students. You're currently an assistant professor at Cuca College, a liberal arts school in New York. But that's not where you started your career. You started working in marketing uh, long ago. So we'd love to understand, you know, go back to when you were in school and what got you excited about this industry. And then we want to go down the path of understanding why did you decide that you wanted to become an adjunct and then ultimately assistant professor? Really what drew me into marketing was my love of travel. I fell in love when I was 16 years old. I took a trip with my school to London. And when I came back, my first thing I said to my parents was, I'm going to be an international traveler. That's what my goal is. And I stayed true to that. And when it came time for college, my parents said to me, I'll never forget it. You can go to any college you want, as long as it's a SUNY, which is uh, State University of New York, college within New York State. So my goal now was to look at the different colleges and see what they had to offer that would meet my criteria of traveling the world and really saving humankind. Isn't that what we want to do when we graduate from uh, high school? You want to go save the world. So as I was looking at the SUNYs, I found there was one college, SUNY Plattsburgh, up on the northern border to Canada that had an international marketing degree. And that was it. That was the only college I applied to. And sure enough, that is the college I went to because I knew they also offered a program where I could study abroad, which is also something I did. I studied at an international marketing program in Rome, Italy, and I spent five months over there and I traveled all through Europe during my senior year of college. And while I was there, we learned primarily from adjunct professors like yourself and like I used to be. 
And what was so amazing about them is their experience. Because typically adjunct professors, it's a side hustle, right? It's your side gig. So they're immersed in the world of marketing. They would tell the stories and they would have projects that were very real world based. And I fell in love with marketing. And then when I, I graduated, I actually went on to my MBA and I graduated my MBA and did an internship at Carrier Corporation. My internship turned into a full-time job. It didn't take me all over the world, but it took me all over the country. So I traveled all over the country promoting our satellite television network, which was focused on business and education marketing. It was called Beam TV. From there, I went on to consumer marketing, working with an organization that was breaking into the direct-to-consumer market through the hardware stores. So I worked with Lowe's and Home Depot and Ace Hardware, actually doing everything from product inception to the shelf. So it was a 360-degree view of marketing with my hands in every piece of it. And I absolutely loved it. I also traveled all over the country to all of the different stores and the chains. And then I moved on to financial services because I wanted to go from the tangible to the intangible. And that was focused on retail marketing, really. When you're at a uh, financial services institution or a bank, they have retail outlets. My job title was strategic marketing, and that's where I learned about CRM. We had an incredible CRM system that gave us the ability to target specifically right down to the individual consumer. So I led the strategic marketing efforts for that. And then I moved on to the biggest adventure of my life, which was staying home to raise my twins. I took about three or four years to stay home with them. And I also did some freelance while I was home. So I kept my foot in the door and I kept my experience going. And then I went full circle back to Carrier. And that's when I started working on product marketing and then went into global marketing communications, which took me around the world. So I finally was able to break out of domestic travel and go into my international travel. And I worked with business units all over the world with their marketing, advertising, public relations, and all of their marketing communications throughout the world. And it's been quite an adventure. And my whole goal throughout my career has been to learn about every facet of marketing. I never focused on one path. I always had my eye on the next adventure, knowing that I wanted it to expand my horizons. And I wanted it to give me a new perspective. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So it really sounds like you had a grasp pretty early on of what you wanted to do. You love marketing. You love travel. I did. And if you could put those two together, that's really what you were in pursuit of, it sounds. I did. And then 13 years ago, I got the bug to start teaching. I actually went to an open interview call. And they ended up hiring me, even though I had no experience. But when they said that to me, well, we're not really sure because you have no teaching experience. Well, how am I going to get experience if nobody hires me? I have the willingness. I have the desire. Isn't that what you need to start any career? They hired me 
And I spent 13 years doing adjunct teaching for adult education. I also dabbled in the traditional college student education for a couple of years. And then last year, an opportunity came up for me to marry my two passions of marketing and teaching. And last fall, I set out on this new adventure in academia, and it's really been the most amazing, challenging, inspiring experience that I've had so far. I I absolutely love it. That is phenomenal. So one of the things that I think is unique about your story that we haven't heard from others yet that I want to make sure that we do touch on, you were in your career, you took a few years off, and then you got back into it. And so I want to stress the the importance of of people really assessing their situation and realizing that I imagine you wanted to spend that time to help to raise your kids and set them off in the right point. But I, I definitely want you to elaborate a little bit more on that because that's something unique that we haven't spoken to yet. It was a really hard decision, but a really easy decision at the same time. So being that my career was at the forefront of my life up until that point, the traveling was just becoming too difficult to have a good work-life balance. It became very clear to me that a decision had to be made. I made the decision to spend time with my kids because I know that I, I wasn't going to get that time back. My career could still be there, but I wasn't going to get that time back with my twins. And I tried to do it in a very thoughtful way. I maintained my relationships in the industry, and I actually worked with a very close friend and mentor of mine who owned her own advertising business. So I was able to subcontract with her, make my own schedule, and do some freelance work. But I was able to do it with companies that I believed in. So I worked with nonprofits. My goal wasn't necessarily to make money. My goal was to keep my mind fresh, give myself an opportunity to continue to be challenged, get myself out of the house too, because when you get away and you come back, it makes it that much better for you and your family. And also maintain and build those relationships in the industry for when I was ready to come back, because I knew it was going to be a short-term situation, staying home with my kids until they went to school. Once my kids went to school full time, I was able to put the feelers out for opportunities, knowing six months in advance that it takes time to get a new job. But I was able, ironically, to hear back from a friend that I went to my MBA with because I kept in contact. It's very important to build your network and cultivate your network and stay in touch with your network. So I was able to rebuild this relationship with a friend that I actually hadn't spoken to in a little while. And she told me of a job that was coming up in her organization and it wasn't going to open up for another couple of months. So we were able to use that time to lay the groundwork for me to interview for that job. And and I was able to get back into the company. So it's really important that you define your values and you live for those values. My value is finding that work-life balance because when that was off, then everything's off. Being present in the moment is so important, both at work and in your family life. 
That's really great advice. I think even if students aren't necessarily thinking about starting a family yet, it is a crossroad that they'll come across, whether it's starting a family or taking a step back and considering other opportunities. You do have to have that value system in place in order to evaluate what's best for you. You mentioned you had a love for all things marketing pretty early in terms of already knowing in college that was the direction you wanted to go. Once you entered your career, did it live up to your expectations in terms of what you loved about it? You also mentioned that you enjoyed exploring different facets of marketing and not having a set linear path. Reflecting back now, are there any changes that you would make to the route that you ended up taking? I'm one of the lucky ones that I don't regret my decisions. I don't regret going into marketing and all of the different moves I made because each one of them was a learning experience for me. And each one of them gave me something new and different and challenged me. An important piece is understanding your personality too. And I have that personality where I have a a desire to be challenged constantly. I don't like complacency. I don't like to get too comfortable. And when I do, I tend to go do something completely, (laughs) completely out there. For example, going to that open interview to be an adjunct professor. Five years before that, I would never have thought that I would be an adjunct professor or that I had no desire to ever teach. But Pushing myself out of my comfort zone has always been something that I've tried to do. And it thankfully has worked out more often than not. The other opportunities I've done is I'm a huge believer in continuous learning and trying to better yourself. So at one point in my career, I actually went out and got my New York State Department of Education, my K through 12 certification for business and marketing. So here I had twins, I was working full time, I was teaching several classes, yet I became a student on top of that. And it was because I wanted to challenge myself to learn, I fell in love with teaching, so how can I be better at it? How can I learn more about it and dig in deep? I've always been the type of person to try to challenge myself and push myself out of the comfort zone. I'm very uncomfortable in the comfort zone, if that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. And I love how you described all the things that you were able to accomplish within a day or like a week's time in terms of being able to spend time with your family, work, study, and teach all at the same time. And I think that's something really important that we need to highlight is that students need to take a minute to pause and assess how much time they really have in a given day. And it's so funny because I remember when I first graduated college, I was like, oh, like I don't have to go and do homework after work. So now I really have time. I think that's the first time I really understood it. My parents did a lot beyond just work, but I think... Once I graduated and I actually lived with Katie's husband and I was just like, okay, so what do we do now? Like back then we probably didn't maximize the time in the best way. Plenty of beer pong, plenty of things that I definitely enjoyed. But I think looking back at it, that much time that was available, knowing that you can maximize that time is extremely important. And it really speaks to the practitionership and the fact that even when you decided to stay home and you made that decision, you didn't want to lose touch. 
and you did you did something by giving back and helping nonprofits, but also continuing to work on your craft. And, and I think that speaks volumes. I definitely want to do a little bit of a pivot. You are an assistant professor in this landscape, understanding from you what you're hearing from your students and what pieces of advice they need as they look to step out into a world that we're in, that's currently in a pandemic and not necessarily knowing where they're going to get their first job. Yeah, times are definitely tough. Considering I started this last year, last fall was my first venture into teaching full time. And then the pandemic hit. So all of our worlds turned upside down. My heart really does break for my students. And and we talk often about this. I think one of the keys as a professor during this difficult time is keeping the lines of communication open, staying on top of the communication and understanding that each student is facing their own obstacles as a result of COVID. I really wanna go even beyond COVID because during this difficult time, everything I'm gonna say is even more important, but I think just from the overall, what students need, especially when they're getting into the junior and the senior year is They need to build that network. They need to have those opportunities where they can build their network and they can have those moments of mentorship that are going to help take them to the next level, but also help them define their path forward. So I'm a little unique. I I mean, I wouldn't say I'm completely unique, but I've spent my entire career as a practitioner of marketing. So when I approach my classroom and when I approach my subjects, I don't approach them as much as a professor as I do as a practitioner. What do the students need to know about this content and this subject matter that's really going to stick with them, one, and something they can apply to themselves personally and professionally in the future. You both remember when you went to college. You look at a textbook that's 600 pages deep. There is no way you are going to cover all that information in a class. Yes, they're going to read it. They're probably going to digest 10 pages because it's a lot of information. So I try to approach my class time, which obviously has changed during the pandemic, but I try to approach my class time based on what are the key concepts that you need to learn that are used in the real world. And I really try to enforce those over and over. And how I do that is I'm always telling the students, what's the best way to learn concepts if you can apply it to yourself and your own personal and professional life ultimately? So all of my activities, all of my uh, discussions, all of my assignments revolve around applying the material to themselves because they're all marketers and I walk them through how they are marketers. They market themselves. They market the companies they work for. If you work at a retailer, you are a representation of that company. So you are a marketer. So I try to apply everything back to them My number one word that in concept I try to teach them from day one is with them. Have you ever heard of with them? Do you know what with them is? What's in it for me? Because we're inherently selfish. And that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. 
we tend to look at everything as what's in it for me. So I try to approach my assignments and everything I do from the perspective of what's in it for them. And once I can pinpoint that and share it with them, then they have buy-in. Then they start to understand and take it out of this overcomplicated student-professor relationship and apply it to themselves and how they can learn it and apply it in the future. So that's a huge term for me, and I'm constantly using it with my students because I want them to challenge me. And the one thing I say to them is, if you ever receive an assignment from me, or if we're going over certain concepts or certain activities, and you don't understand what the WIFM is, I challenge you to challenge me. And if I can't answer that question for you, then we should not be doing it. So I, I also try to give them some level of control so that they can question me and they can challenge me and, and they can own it. Because I think a lot of the learning discovery process is about owning it and about having skin in the game and understanding how it applies to you. So one of the things I've done, and sorry, Julian, I am just rambling on right now. Keep it rolling. <laughs> but one of the things I've done, which you know about, is this concept of mentorship in the moment, which Tina Marie Gully, one of our, our fellow Adweek mentees, coined that phrase for me. And I've really embraced that from the perspective of myself. I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm a full-time mentor right now. If you look, so are you, Julian. Look at yourself as a professor. You're a full-time mentor. But I also, marketing is one of those disciplines that requires multiple perspectives. It's such a vast mountain of knowledge and it's applied so differently in the real world that you must have multiple perspectives. So I've been bringing in, as Julian, you were one of my guest speakers, I've been bringing in guest speakers and with COVID, that was a positive change because I can Zoom you all in from all over the country at any given time. And so you share your journey and your insights and your experience with my students and give them a whole new perspective that I wasn't able to give them. So I've really tried to reframe the concept of guest speaker into the concept of mentorship, because that's really what these students crave, I think. That's what's going to help them get to the next level. And that's what's going to open their minds to what's available to them and what's possible. Yeah, mentorship in the moment is such a valuable aspect. And I'll be fully honest, when I started adjuncting, as I <laughs> when I started becoming an adjunct professor, it's, yeah, it's a thing. I brought people in because my class was so long that I'm like, I can't carry this entire time. I need help. That's part of the reason Katie and I came up with the concept of ad undergrad. It was her coming in and providing not just tactical advice, but like more of a bigger picture of how she got to where she was that really resonated with students in your program. It was awesome to then connect with a couple students afterwards. And I remember posting on LinkedIn, basically saying like this next generation, they have their stuff together. <laughs> and so I think marketers have to definitely watch out because they're definitely tipping at the hills. But I think it's such a great moment for them to learn from people that are doing the work. And I was very fortunate in college to have something very similar from a woman named Mindy Traval, who created this program where we got to learn from practitioners. But I think that piece is, is so important. 
them being able to take that mentorship and then also the WIFM is something that I'm definitely going to bring to my class. The only piece I don't like about it is that they're going to be able to call me out on things. So I got to be careful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it also keeps you on your toes. And I'll tell you this mentorship in the moment, I always tell my students, the best teacher is the best learner. Everything that I give to them, I've had to do myself. Every page they've read in their textbook, I've had to read too. Every exercise, every assignment, I've done it myself. And I think you have to be a role model and you have to do it so that you can teach them to do it. But all of these guest guest speakers that have given us this mentorship in the moment, they're also teaching me. I have learned so much from you and every one of the guest speakers that have joined my classroom. It makes me a stronger teacher. It makes me a better mentor. And it's super important that we all look at ourselves and realize that we don't know everything. They don't know everything. So we can all learn together. And that's really something I think that this generation is starting to embrace and crave is those moments that they can be exposed to various people that look like them, also people that believe in things that, that they believe in, and also people that don't look like them and don't believe in things that they believe in. So it's important to bring multiculturalism, diversity into the classroom. And a great way to do that is through the guest speaking and the mentorship in the moment. And I think that for this generation, that's a must. We must expose them to all of the opportunities, but we must expose them to uh, different perspectives and certainly the multicultural perspective that they have all embraced and grown up with. Yeah, that's so important for them to be able to bring that perspective or openness to different perspectives as they become practitioners themselves. You mentioned earlier that you had restarted your career through your MBA network. Do you have any advice for students on how they can do that? Especially, I guess, or maybe in spite of it being a pandemic, how can they start to reach out to people in the industry? Absolutely. Now is the time. I am constantly on my students about LinkedIn in particular. So all of my guest speakers that I brought into the classroom have been generously willing to connect with my students. But I also reinforce to my students that you have this window of opportunity as a college student. Most people want to give back. They want to pay it forward. They want to share their insights and their experience with the next generation. So they're much more open and willing to accept an invitation from a college student who reaches out to them in a meaningful way to take it to the next level and have a discussion with them. So in one of my classes in particular, I encourage all my students to do to get on LinkedIn. But in one of my classes, I actually make it a grade that they have to create their LinkedIn profile if they haven't already. But I think one of their biggest obstacles is their insecurity with their lack of experience. But that's okay. Of course, you're going to put your internships and you're going to put any jobs that you have had. They are all meaningful and they can all provide excellent experience 
and examples that you can translate into your future career. So you need to put everything in your LinkedIn profile and then use it to reach out to people in the industries that you're interested in and connect with them, but also build a meaningful relationship with them. And ask. It never hurts to ask. Chances are you're going to get a yes. And if you get a no, then you move on to the next person. It's okay. I would agree with that. They're definitely at an advantage of getting a yes by being a student. If anybody who's a student reaches out to me and says, hey, I want to connect, like the word student automatically means, yeah, of course. <laughs> now, if they're selling me something, it's a whole nother animal. But if it's a student, it's an automatic yes, because a lot of people understand the positions that the students are in right now, and they definitely want to have an opportunity to start to give back. So Kim, is there anything else you'd like to share with students? Yeah, I, I really want to talk a little bit about this pilot program that I, I started with about 20 of my students. I've connected them one-on-one with mentors in the industry. And it's, it's a very informal mentorship in that I provide them with the information, the contact information, and they have to take the lead and reach out to the contact in a professional way. And they are then responsible for the relationship. This is not something they're graded on. This is not something that is prescriptive. I haven't told them what to do and say. It's just an opportunity for them to meet with someone in the marketing industry that they can get one-on-one mentorship through. And the feedback has been unbelievable from both sides, from the mentees, my students, Many of them have said that this is exactly what they needed, especially during this period of time, because many of the internships have either disappeared or aren't available. So what's the next best thing? Mentorship, speaking to somebody in the industry, getting that connection. And then from the mentor side, I have mentors that are taking on, like you, Julian, more than one student. And asking for more students because they're getting as much out of it as the students are. I tell my students, this is a mutually beneficial relationship. You have value to add. So they need to look at it as not an assignment, not a grade, not a one-way relationship. It's a two-way relationship where they can add as much value to their mentor as the mentor is going to add to them. And it's been a huge success. It absolutely warms my heart. And I hope to continue it with all of my future students. Yeah, it's, it's such a, a great addition because you're not just teaching a class, you're creating ways to help them stay engaged and grow in their career early on. And for me, I have two students of yours that I'm working with. In both cases, early on, like early on in the discussion, like maybe within the first couple of minutes, I quickly realized and said to them what exactly what you just said, I am going to learn just as much from you as you are from me, because they are the next generation and they have their finger on the pulse of things that I don't. And it's only going to make me stronger. Also, they just have different skill sets than I've had or have or plan to have. And so it's going to be a great learning experience and it's going to allow for me to be a better professor and just a practitioner of the industry because I have those relationships. So I think it's a phenomenal program that you you have there. And I'll definitely be looking to do the same for my students. Make sure you ask them about WIFM. I will. <laughs> I most definitely. 
Thank you so much. It's, it's of course. quite an experience to have you as a mentor and to have you in my classroom. My students truly appreciate it. And so do I. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Thank you again for your ears. We want to incorporate your questions on the podcast. Please email us at hello at adundergrad.com. And don't forget to follow us on all platforms at The Ad Undergrad. Tune in next time as we capture more paths of industry practitioners. 